Hey everyone, it is me, Ishita Singh, and today is the staggering and the flabbergasting day for all of you. And this day will knock your shoes off. So today is the last day of Matilda. That means we are going to read today the last chapter of it. That is chapter 21, A New Home. Do send me quickly voice messages because tomorrow I'll be uploading a new book, everything new and new and new and new. So keep reading. Let's get started. A new home. Later that day, the news began to spread that the headmistress had recovered from a fainting fit and then marched out of the school building, tight-lipped and white in face. The next morning, she did not turn up at school. At lunchtime, Mr. Drillby, the gypsy, had telephoned her house to inquire if she was feeling unwell. There was no answer to the phone. When school was over, Mr. Drillby decided to investigate further, so he walked to the house where Trunchbull lived on the edge of the village, the lovely small red brick Georgine building known as the Red House, tucked away in woods behind the hills. The bell rang, no answer. He knocked loudly, no answer. He called out, Is somebody home? No answer. He tried the door and to his surprise found it unlocked. He went in. Oh, the house was silent. There was no one in it. And yet all the furniture was still in place. Mr. Trollby went upstairs to the main bedroom. Here also everything seems to be normal until he started opening drawers and looking into cupboards. There were no clothes or underclothes or shoes anywhere. They had all gone. She has done a bunk, Mr. Trullby said to himself, and he went away to inform the school governors that the headmistress has apparently vanished. On the second morning, Miss Hannes received a registered post from a letter from a firm of local solicitors informing that the last will and testament of her late father, Dr. Honey, had suddenly and mistressly turned up. This document is revealed that ever since her father's death, Miss Honey had in fact been the rightful owner of a property on the edge of the village known as the Red House, which recently had been occupied by a Miss Agatha Crunchbull. The will also showed that the father's lifetime savings, which unfortunately was still safely in the bank, had also been left to her. The solicitor's letter added that if Miss Honey would kindly call into the office as soon as possible and then the property and money could be transferred into her name very rapidly. Miss Honey did just that and within a couple of weeks she moved into the red house, the very place in which she has been brought up and where luckily all the family furnitures and pictures were still around. From then on, Matilda was a welcome visitor to the red house every single evening after school and a very close friendship began to develop between the teacher and the small child. Back at school, the great changes were also taking place. As soon as it became clear that Miss Trunchbull had completely disappeared from the scene, the excellent Mr. Trillby was appointed the head teacher in a place. And soon after that, Matilda was moved into the top form where Miss Plinsol quickly discovered that this amazing child was every bit as bright as Miss Honey had said. One evening a few weeks later, Matilda was having tea with Miss Honey in the kitchen of Red House after school, as they all did. One evening a few weeks later, Matilda was having tea with Miss Honey in the kitchen of the Red House after school, as they always did when Matilda said suddenly, Something strange happened to me, Miss Honey. Tell me about it, Miss Honey said. This morning, Matilda said, just for fun, I tried to push something over my eyes and I couldn't do it. Nothing moved. I didn't feel the hotness building up 
behind my eyeballs. The power had gone. I think I have lost it completely. Miss Honey carefully buttered a slice of brown bread and put a little strawberry jam on it. I've been expecting something like to happen, she said. You have? Why? Well, Miss Honey said, it's only a guess, but that's what I think. While you were in my class, you had nothing to do, nothing to make you struggle. Your fairly enormous brain was going crazy with frustration. It was bubbling and boiling like mad inside your head. There was tremendous energy bottled up in you with nowhere to go, or somehow or other were able to shoot the energy out through your eyes and make objects move. But now things are different. You are in top form competing against children more than twice your age and the, all the mental energy is being used up in the class. Your brain is for the first time having to struggle and strive and keep really busy, which is great. There's the only theory, mind you, and it might, may be a silly one, but I don't think it's far off the mark. I'm glad it's happened. I wouldn't want to through a life as a miracle worker. You have done enough, Miss Honey said. I can hardly believe what made all this happen for me. Matilda was perched on a tall stool at the kitchen table, ate her bread and jam slowly. She did so this love afternoon with Miss Honey. She felt completely comfortable in her presence and the two of them talked each other more or less as equal. Did you know, Matilda said, that heart of a mouse beats at a rate of 650 times a minute i did not know miss honey said smiling how absolutely fascinating where did you what get that so sorry about that it was my name come to brother now let's find out it in a book of a library matilda said and that means it goes too far and you can even hear the separate beats it must sound like a buzz it must, Miss Honey said. And how fast do you think a hedgehog's heart beat? Matilda, tell me, Miss Honey said, smiling again. It's not fast as a mouse, Matilda said. It's 300 times a minute. But even so, you wouldn't have thought it went as fast as in the creature had moved so slowly, would you, Miss Honey? I certainly wouldn't, Miss Honey said. Tell me one more. A horse, Matilda said, that's really slow. It's 40 times a minute. Rich child, Miss Her told herself, seems to be interesting in everything. With one is with her, it is impossible to be bored. I love it. The two of them stayed quietly talking in the kitchen for an hour or so longer, and then about six o'clock, Matilda said goodnight and set out to walk home to her parents' house, which was about an eight-minute journey away. When she arrived at her own gate, she saw a large black Mercedes motor car parked outside. She didn't took too much of notice of that. There were often strange cars parked outside her father's place, but when she entered the house, she was confronted by a scene of utter chaos. Her mother and father were both in hall, frankly stuffing clothing and various objects into suitcases. What's on the earth going on? She cried. What's happening, Daddy? We are off, Mr. Wormwood said, not looking up. We are leaving to for the airport in half an hour or so you'll get a pet pack. Your brother's upset or ready to go. Get a move on, girl. Get going. Off? Tried to where to Spain? The father said, "Better climate than this lousy country." Spain, Matilda cried. I don't want to go to Spain. I love it here, and I love my school. Just do as you're told and stop arguing. The father said, "I have enough troubles without messing along with about you." But Daddy, Matilda began. Shut up! The father shouted. We are leaving in thirty minutes. I'm not missing that plane. But how long, long? When we are coming back, we aren't. Now beat it! I'm busy. Matilda turned away from him and walked out from the open front door. As she was on the road, she began to run. She headed straight back towards Miss Honey's house and she reached it in less than four minutes. 
She flew up the drive and suddenly she saw Miss Honey in the front garden standing in the middle of a bed of roses doing something with a pair of clippers. Miss Honey had heard the sound of Matilda's feet racing over the gravel and now she straightened up and turned step out of the rose bed as the child came running up. My, my, she said, what in the world is the matter? Matilda stood before her panting out of breath, her small face flushed crimson all over. They're leaving, she cried. They're all gone mad and they're filling their suitcase and they're leaving for Spain in 30 minutes. Who is? Miss Honey asked quietly. Mummy, Daddy and my brother Mike and they said I have go, got to go with them. You mean for a holiday? Miss Honey asked. Forever, Matilda cried. Daddy said we're never coming back. There was a brief silence which money Miss Honey said. Actually, I'm not very surprised. You mean... You knew where we were going? Why didn't you tell me? No, darling, I don't know where we were going, but the news still doesn't surprise me. Why? Matilda cried. Please tell me why. She was still out of your breath from the running and from the shock of because of your father, Miss Annie said, is in a branch of crooks. Everyone in the village knows that. My guess is that he's a receiver of stolen cars from all over the country. He is in deep. Matilda stared at an open mounted. Miss Honey went on. People bought stolen cars to your father's workshop where it, he changed numbers, plates, and resprayed the bodies of a different color and all rested off. And now somebody's probably tipped him off the police and there or now he's doing what also do, running off to Spain where they can't get him. We'll have been sending his money out there for years. He'll be ready and waiting for him to arrive. They were all standing in the lawn in front of a lovely red house sprig where it weathered old tiles and tall chimneys. And Miss Honey still had a pair of green clippers in one hat. It was a warm golden evening and a blackbird was singing somewhere nearby. I don't want to go with him, with them, Matilda shouted suddenly. I don't want to go with them. I'm afraid you must, Miss Honey said. I want to live here with you, Matilda cried out. Please let me live here with you. I only wish you could. Miss Honey said, but I'm afraid it's not possible. You cannot leave your parents just because you want to. They have a right to take you with them. What if they agreed? Matilda cried eagerly. What if they said, yes, I can stay with you? Would you let me stay with you then? Uh, Miss Honey said softly, yes, that would be heaven. Well, I think they might. Matilda, I honestly think they might. They actually care top parents about me. Not so fast, Miss Honey said. We have got to go fast, Matilda. They're leaving any moment. Come on. She started gasping Miss Honey's hand. Please come with me and ask them. We'll have to hurry. We'll have to run. The next moment, the two of them were running down and drive together, then put out on the road. Then Matilda was ahead, pulling Miss Honey by her waist. And it was wild and wonderful dash they made along the country lane and through the village. Oh, I almost got bored. The black Mercedes was still outside and now its boot and doors open. Mrs. Wormwood and her brother were scurrying around like cats, pulling in scoots with and Matilda and Miss Honey came dashing up. Daddy, mommy, Matilda was not gasping for breath. I don't want to go with you. I want you to stay here and live with Miss Honey. And she says, I can go, but only if you give me permission. Please say yes, go on. Daddy, say yes, say yes, mommy. The father turned and looked at Miss Honey. You aren't the teacher who once came here to see me, aren't you? She said, then he went back to stowing the suitcase. Why, this one I have to go on the back seat. There's no man in the room for the boat. I would love to have Matilda, Miss Honey said. I would look after her with loving care, Mr. Wormwood, if I would pay 
everything. She wouldn't cost you a penny. It wasn't my idea. It was Matilda's. And I will not agree to take her without your full and willing consent. Come on, Harry, the mother cried, pushing a suitcase into the backseat. Why don't we let her go if she does? wants to it will be one less to look after i'm in a hurry i've got a plane if she wants to say let her stay it's fine with me matilda leapt into miss honey's arms and hugged her and miss honey hugged her back and then the mother and father and brother were inside the car and the car was pulling away with the tires screaming the brother gave a wave through the rear window but the other two didn't even look back miss honey was still hugging the tiny girl in her arms and neither of them said a word as they stood watching the black big car tearing over the corner at the end of the road and disappearing forever into the distance. Oh my God, what emotion ending. This was the one of, this was the best. Uh, Matilda left her parents and her parents didn't even care. She were, they were in hurry and now Miss Honey and Matilda would live all alone with each other. In the in this house that Matilda had got back her from Miss Trunchbull who disappeared suddenly. Then now uh, I hope this book is loved by you. Please share it with your friends. It's a wonderful, loving book, and I hope that next book that is tomorrow I'll be releasing its trailer will be more and more interesting for you. And so till then, take care and bye-bye. I'll see you in the next book. And yes, send me voice messages so I can just, you know, know what you are like to read, what you love to read, what you are up to. So bye-bye. And this was a really great book. I It, it just knocked my soul socks off. This is really appalling. And you must, must listen to this. So... Till then, take care and bye-bye.